This podcast is brought to you by Alliance Motor Auctions. Has your car shit itself? Then you've got to go with Alliance. It's the easiest way to buy a quality car at a very competitive price. Located in Moorbank, New South Wales. Call 02-9822-7200 or visit www.allianceauctions.com.au South Coast Window Furnishings. Have your window furnishings shit themselves? Then you've got to get in touch with SCWF. They service the south coast of New South Wales from Wollongong to Bermagui. Give Jamie a call for a free quote on 0408 812 007 or like them on Facebook at South Coast Window Furnishings. Elite Sports Physiotherapy. Has your back or another part of your body shit itself? Then look no further than ESP. Established in 2006, Elite Sports Physiotherapy provides physiotherapy and massage services to the people of Melbourne. Located on the mezzanine level, 13-15-1 Freshwater Place in Southbank, Melbourne. Give them a call on 03-8640-0328 or visit elitesportsphysio.com.au today. Also, special thanks to verse.com.au for putting the finishing touches on this podcast. Cheers. G'day. Thanks for listening. My guest this episode is English-born, Australian-based comedian and sometimes nurse, Georgie Carroll. In a short amount of time, Georgie has made a name for herself on the Australian comedy scene. We caught up and chatted about her 20 years working as a nurse and how she ended up on the comedy circuit. This is Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. Georgie Carroll. Hello, thanks. darling. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks for taking it easy with me today. Thank you. Thanks for having me in your uh, accommodation here at the Comedy Festival. It's pretty decent, well. isn't is, it? F- it's fantastic. It's close to the hub of where you need to it's, be. It's right near everything. And only food and... under $100 a day, you're saying? Yeah. That is... I, I, Airbnb I, I, has revolutionised touring. <laughs> and, and Netflix. I started touring after Netflix. I can't imagine... How people did it without Netflix? What did oh, people yeah. do all day? Not quite sure. Mm. Just uh, daytime TV, maybe like Days of Our Lives and stuff. Do you like reckon? That. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. Just as good as Netflix back in the day. Um, that's a lie. I, uh, yes. Now listeners will notice um, you've said a few words already that you've got a bit of an accent yeah. coming out your mouth. I'm um, an Aussie, though. You, um, yeah. you, you are. I'm a citizen. Lived, you're a citizen. You've lived here in. I'm very excited to be an Australian. Yeah. But yes, I, eight years I've been here. Yeah. And I moved from uh, England, North Manchester. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And born here. and raised in Manchester. Yeah. Just in a village just outside Manchester, and I was the queen of that village. Is that right? And What's I'd the village think, called? It's called Rochdale. It's very. It's always like in the top ten shittiest places to live lists. Really? But I thought it was amazing when I lived there. Like there was just eight pubs and I was the queen of all of them. You know, like they were just open for me and every kebab shop knew me. And I thought I was, and then, yeah, just kind of very early on hard. I did that thing that country town people do, you know, where you just um, marry the person you're going out with at marrying age and then you just have kids next because that's what you do. We are still a family and we still adore each other, but all very much happened by accident. And then, because I'd done all that very young and I'd got a career in nursing already. Yeah. Uh, so sort of by 28, I was thinking, is this it then? So is it sort of that quintessential English, you know, you see on the movies where, you know, pub hopping and the, you know, the soccer on the uh, football or soccer, yeah, sorry, not just soccer football very on the weekend? and quintessential is a cute word for it. More yeah. like, if you've seen the program, shameless. Oh, yes. Yeah. More like that. Oh, wow. So that's the opposite of quintessential. <laughs> <laughs> But I, lo- but I have continued to adore that side of life. So yeah. I very much, the hospital I choose to work in is in one of the more, what other people call socioeconomically poor areas. Yeah. You know, when that's exactly the kind of people I like and the kind of world and the banter and the how much we care for each other that I like. Right. So where, what, uh, where, where do you think you got that caring? Obviously you went into nursing. Uh, did you study yeah. straight out of, out of school? Nah. 
I wanted to be like a pop star, like a proper. <laughs> I did. I wanted to be like Billy Piper. Yeah, was right. The one that I wanted to be. I don't Billy know if Piper you had was her over huge here, here for okay for probably two or three years with the music side of things, and then I yeah. think she was in a program, wasn't she? Later, a TV as an actress. Yeah, she was. was. She continues to be an actress. Right. Yeah. But I wanted to be her. And in a very genuine way, like people want to be footy players, you know, I put, yeah. I put some work in right. and then um, just wasn't, just did pub gigs really, yeah, just was did it, karaoke, I think. <laughs> was there any X Factors or anything around back then? No, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have cut it. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not as, I can sing in tune, I can sing loud. Yeah. I'm not madly into the idea of being sexy. <laughs> like it wouldn't be something I invested time in. Right. Or yeah. felt comfortable walking out in ripped tights or whatever they <laughs> needed me to. Whatever was sexy that week or lick yeah. bloody, I don't know, cement mixers <laughs> in a video. You know, so I think I think, I think maybe I wouldn't have cut it. Right. So I wanted to be that, but ended up doing, as you do, just all the boring office jobs, microfilming, um, yeah. photocopying, and just, oh God, it sucked the life out of me. So I was about 22 when I started nursing. Yeah, and and where did that sort of interest for nursing come from? Was, it wasn't an interest. It wasn't uh, just me, a... Again, like all the other things that happened, it was a necessity. It was me, Really? It was just mentally I wasn't built for photocopying in an office and my grandma had said she was an emergency ward clerk. Yes, right. And uh, she'd said you would very much fit in as a nurse. Yeah. So I thought I'll do it. So I went to do it. Couldn't have loved it more. You know, like I didn't know that that's what I was meant to do, but it is a vocation. Yeah. You know, so I think, I don't think you can make, I wish it wasn't a profession. Mm. A a lot of the time, I know, nurses I know, their parents were nurses or someone immediately close to them or like a grandparent were. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, grandma was, grandma worked in there, but yeah, my parents weren't. No. And Mm. what about... Stand-up comedy, was that ever in those younger years? Obviously, you, you were doing your karaoke. And Oddly were you, enough. Were you trying to make people laugh at the pubs as well? It's always know? been my default setting. Right. So yeah. even if you come to me and you've just lost your dog, my my way to get you through that is to make you laugh. Yeah, okay. Oddly enough, at school, because I was quite into my public speaking and things and mm-hmm. debates, and they'd always be funny, and a comic called Victoria Wood had gone to our school. So they were kind of behind the fact that it could be a profession. Right. And they said I should do comedy. Yeah. And I didn't. I did horse riding. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. I don't know what. Because I suppose even when I started comedy over here, so that would be when I landed, and it was just a way of meeting people. I just Mm. went and it was like youth club for adults. Yeah. And... Even probably for the first year, didn't know it could be a job. Yeah, right. I didn't know that people said the same thing every time either. I a lot took of, me a long time to click onto that. That is definitely a new. When you're new into the comedy game, you think different sets have to be said every night. You, every you think you could time, do the same yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. But then eventually, you work out you can say the same thing for. Yeah, and then it was Mickey D. You know Mickey D. Yes, don't you? of course. Yeah, he's just been uh, like a little. Guardian angel for me. Yep. He was the first one that was like, "Yeah, you definitely can have this as a job." Yeah, great. And just every time I've thought that he's always had vision for me. Yeah. You know, he's always got me the next bit of good. Yeah, uh, and I think he's done that for a lot of people. Yeah, he's a great guy. It's nice to have someone like that in your corner, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so you uh, you were a nurse in the UK for yeah, quite a number nurse. of years. Yeah, uh, before you came yeah. to Australia, started at twenty two. I'm forty two now. Right. Yeah. Still nurse, and, and you still do you still you still work as a nurse now from time to time, or is it? Yeah, I, it's becoming, and they've been so good at backing me. Yeah, it's becoming less and less. Right. So I've probably done about four shifts this year so far. <laughs> yeah, but that's good. It's our it's our harvest, isn't it? It's the festivals. This is when we have to put yeah. in the effort to make the money. You don't make you can make good money in festivals, mm. but then you might have to make that last quite a lot of the year. Yeah. So in the winter. I might nurse a little bit more. Oh, why not? Yeah. You probably, I've, I've uh, since I've sort of stopped in the workforce, uh, I, you know, worked in insurance places and on phones and everything. I used to get so much of my material from being it keep, it around people the all world. the time. Yeah. I think, I don't think you're going to be at fault of it, but I think a lot of comics, especially on the Adelaide scene and stuff, if, if they, 
they quit life too early, the other bits of life, and some of them haven't got partners or kids or a network outside of comedy, and all their jokes are about the comedy scene. Yeah. Or yeah. a shit gig they had somewhere, or a heckle, or a, and you, yeah. there's no life in it. Yeah, yeah. That's I, f- I find it interesting when people start, like it's, you know, 18 or something. Yeah. Um, you know, you I find people that start maybe in their 30s or something like I've, I've interviewed Luke Heggie on this podcast yeah and me and started. him quite often chat about just yeah. what are they what are they quitting for yeah Luke Heggie's bordering on famous well he's people know him already but yeah. he's bordering on like people in your pub would know him now do you know yeah. you say his name and people know it and he still does the odd shift yeah yeah as a tradie doesn't he yeah absolutely yeah and I'll do it for as long as they'll let me do both. Yeah. I think it does become dicey with confidentiality and things. <laughs> Even now I get spotted in in work. So like I'll be on the emergency department and people go, oh, you're that comic, aren't yeah. you? And, I, and I'll go, oh, no, people always get us mixed up. <laughs> so, you know, like I always try and make it not not that I'm her. They'll try and wait, try and find you both yeah, in no, the same place not, at once. Yeah. Try and... No, she, people always say that, but it's yeah. not me. yeah. Because I just think it confuses what is already quite a an epic day in their lives. Yeah. If if they've got somebody that they either have to think or make them laugh, or if I get it wrong, because we do sometimes, mm. then they'll be touting that out forever. They won't buy tickets to your show, then will they? Well, they? yeah, they control pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> now you were saying that you, when you first went into nursing, that you loved it and you couldn't have loved it anymore. Yeah. Did you find your sort of the sense of humour and? Uh, you're, you know, you, 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 it's next level at the hospital. Yeah. So did you? Yeah, right. So did you find that help though? It sharpens. Cope? Yeah, and it to, sharpens you too. Yeah. Definitely, there's gallows humour. Definitely, the, the change in between because my shows are predominantly attended by healthcare workers. Yeah, about sixty percent, and because there's sixty percent in the audience, the other forty just get carried along with it. <laughs> but if I then go upstairs, say I'm, I'm in the basement at the beer cafe. Yeah, I then go upstairs and MC a normal audience, and I think they find me a bit gross and um, brassy or <laughs> a bit dark, or you know, like right. because I forget that they haven't seen some of the things that we've seen. Yes, right. So yeah, there is there is no one laughs harder than a room full of hospital workers. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Uh, yeah, and, and do they when you're in training and things? Do they say to keep a a good sense of humour and just to keep light because if you take things too seriously and <laughs> going to take I it. will give this to the nursing profession. The people in charge couldn't be less in touch with what you actually need in terms <laughs> of coping skills right. for being there. So yeah. they have, even for things like, um, there's a lot of addiction in healthcare, right. in healthcare workers. So um, but what they have is a support service that you have to drive about 50 kilometres to that's in the city mm. that then has awkward parking that needs you there at nine in the morning. You know, like it, yes. they, they don't really mean it. They've just yeah. got all these things set up to help people that they don't really want to help them. Right. And so I think, so for instance, they've got on all us on, it's not a screensaver, it's something on our computers that if we're feeling a bit stressed, we have to go on and do some mindfulness tasks. Right. Which is not... We've already got a list of jobs longer than you can do in a day. Yeah. If you were sat there going and someone's buzzing you because they've shut the bed and you're going, I'll be there in a minute. I'm just doing a little bit of meditating. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. No. You probably feel better putting your fists all, through. It's all um, paying screen. homage to the fact that to look like they're trying to look after you, but we tend to look after each other right. a bit better. Yeah. Would you find like smashing the screen on the computer a bit more cathartic <laughs> than? Doing the mindful test. Yeah, we have something where we have to debrief at the end of a shift, which means you all have to stay back until the last person is finished, which is more stressful than just pissing off when you've finished. Yeah, right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you find yourself in many dangerous situations as a nurse? Is it um, like? Would it surprise you to know that more nurses get assaulted than prison officers? Oh, uh, you know what I. It wouldn't, actually. And I, that's not just numbers, it's percentages as well. Right. You know, people talk about pay equity and things. Mm. So it's something that I've never madly understood because I just think, well, haven't it? I've felt quite, I'm, I fucking love being a woman. Do you yeah. know, like I've yeah. never really felt uh, sort of driven down by it. I've always felt that mm. it's a great thing to be. But prison and wardens don't have to go to university. We go for four years mm-hmm. um, and they get attacked less. 
and they get paid more. And, you know, like it's, yeah. it, you sort of think because it's traditionally a male job and ours is a, a female job. Yeah, right. yeah, I think that's where it kind of comes into play a bit more. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's definitely um, violence. Anything from, but most of the part time anger, I think, when it's in hospital comes, it isn't a real emotion, yeah. it comes from somewhere else. So it's frustration or it's fear. pain, fear. Yeah. Um, it can be from somewhere else. So it's usually when you look at it, it's something you can solve. It can be impatience, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. which you can't really solve that. We, we're certainly not doing nothing. Mm. So we'll just have to see you when we see you. And if you, yeah. yeah, if you're waiting a long time, it is usually because there's not much wrong. Mm. We yeah, don't, we don't yeah. do it as punishment, but we'd have to see all the people that are really hurting yeah. first yeah. That, that we need to save. So um, so usually when you see anger, you can direct it or solve it with something like food or painkillers or an explanation right. or reassurance. Yeah. But then there is a whole section of society uh, or lots of different sections that become violent. So it can be Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you quite often get assaulted and nipped and punched by somebody right. who really doesn't have control of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And that you'd medicate. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes uh, we have to special them and sit them next to, sit next to them and they have to be strapped to the bed, to be honest. Yeah. Just, yeah. For, just for everybody's safety. Uh, and we don't do that for long and that's always done in a very kind way. Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't sound like it's kind, but it is. You're, yeah. you're there and you're talking and you're, you're taking a shackle off every 10 minutes so mm -hmm. that everything gets a bit of a movement. Oh. Uh, but then of course you got the full on I can't even say idiot violent ice addict right. psych, drug induced psychosis yeah. have you have you not, noticed the you've been in Australia for 8 years doing nursing uh, have you noticed that increase in the 8 years yes uh, yeah so the more yes. and more people coming in as a result of yes ice yeah and did you ever see any anything as bad in the UK from a drug or He's yeah, yeah, drug-induced psychosis has always been a thing. Mm. Um, they're violent uh, and very strong and have no filter, so they would throw a baby under a bus. Right. Do you know, like, there yeah. is no... They're not in the same reality. Mm. Yeah. They're not... Do you know, it's, it's, you don't, we don't tend to see them in the run-up to that because no, it isn't like the first time you take ice, you turn into this person. Right, yeah. People can trot along for a good couple of years... Mm -hmm. Being a truck driver or going to work, just looking like a fairly functional person. Yeah, yeah. there's so, a tipping point. Something. And then, then something happens. Do you yeah. know what's a weird one for making people messed up in the head that everybody underrates is marijuana. Really? So I think if you start taking it now, you'll be fine. Yeah. But when the teenagers take it, I'll be so cautious with mine. Yeah, right. I'd rather they try cocaine than marijuana. Right. So, so getting into it young and, and having it for it a sustained period It does something to their brains. It makes them very... It's hard to know because I don't know what they've been through before they get to us, but they're very anxious, yeah. suicidal. Right. Um, and you can tell straight away they come in and they've got abdominal pains is what they come in with. Really? So, so is it, very, is it, it's a very common thing. So this horrible, like migraines in your belly... Right. is how it's described and then they constantly want hot showers to relieve it right. so as soon as you start asking for a hot shower you're like you smoke a bit of pot do you yeah and they're very nervous very anxious and yeah. so i think pot is a real um problem yeah it's interesting you don't really hear about that one no, as much you don't. as the the um so you think like smoking it when you before your brain's fully developed yeah, I would it's, say I think I could probably – I can't say for sure. I've not done studies on it, but there's mm. definitely something to do with pot in the youngsters right. that is not healthy. Wow. It's not as innocent as everybody reckons. Hmm. With the ice uh, in you, – obviously, you're based in Adelaide and you've been yeah, yeah. in the hospitals in Adelaide. Is it one particular hospital you've worked for for a long time? Or I've always worked for the same one. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're fabulous. Yeah. And, and uh, in that eight years, you've seen more and more people coming in I would say, yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely on the up. And has your uh, uh, tr has the training changed, like to to combat that? Or you... yeah, that we were very much. I feel quite protected from it, so I've well, not good. been assaulted since I've been in Australia, and I used to get assaulted in England. Okay, so they have something called Code Blacks here, where they have a security team. That, and I'm not saying I haven't seen people attacked; it is happening. Mm. Mm. 
Um, but on the whole, I feel looked after and safe yeah. and able to call on people if I need them. That's good. With the uh, also, you mentioned the you know the pay difference with jobs and with nurses. You're often seeing um, you know nurses are wanting you know, a change. You're seeing yeah. protests and things. Have you have you noticed it's getting better in that from that side of things over the last? Ooh, sort of that's difficult. Decade. Or I, just it's your difficult because I do the both jobs. But I think um, our hospital looks after us, but I think conditions could be better. So some some places you hear that nobody gets a life outside of work. So if you want to look after your mental health and play netball every week or whatever, shift work doesn't allow you to do that. Yeah. You know, they need to be a bit more considerate of people having lives outside of the hospital. Right. Yeah. Mine's great. Yeah. Found a good balance. That's why I can still do it with comedy. Because mm. I could phone now and get a shift later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's that easy. You're listening to Taking It Easy with Daniel Connell. We'll go back to where when you moved to Australia. How did you end up in Australia in the first place? That was uh, so it's adventure that happened. Like I said, I'd done everything too early. So I'd had the kids and had a husband and have a house and had a career by about 28. Right. So it was like, how, oh, how what, many kids? Do you have two. Two, two yeah. And I was like, what do we do next? This is boring. And I wanted to move to Italy. Really? Yeah, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> I had this obsession that I wanted to live in Italy. And then Steve got made redundant because he never wanted to move anywhere. Very English, very, very English, right. Steve. Very, yeah. still trying to find the most English Indian restaurant. <laughs> do you know, yeah. that kind of English, Barmy Army, all yeah. of that. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, when he got made redundant... I sent him off to watch the Ashes with some of the redundancy money. I was like, oh, just go and be inspired because he'd very much become just telebound, you know, right, just yeah. that that dad figure. Yeah. Very worried about life insurance and paying off the house quicker and, you yeah. know. So I was like, go, go and watch the Ashes. And so um, when he came back, he was pretty much like, we could live there. Yeah. And he liked the ground, the cricket ground that I'd like the best. <laughs> Great. So that's why we ended up there. <laughs> that is excellent. Yeah. It is a beautiful ground, the Adelaide Oval. It is. Have you been to the Perth one? Yeah, not the new one. I've been past it. But that's pretty. Is it? Yeah. Better than the Adelaide so Oval? So pretty. Are you going to go out on No, I think, I, I, don't, I don't know the workings of it, but um, all of the cricket, because Steve's so mad into cricket, yeah. all of the cricket fans still prefer Adelaide Oval. Yeah. But on the Purists. outside, it's just phenomenal, just this... Looks like a huge wooden fruit bowl with lights yeah. flashing through it, and yeah. yeah, work of art. Yeah, and when and once you moved to Australia, when did when did stand up sort of? You, you say you just sort of within the first year. Yeah, right. I was very, I'm very gregarious, and I just needed to know everybody. Yeah, but did you did you meet someone in the scene, or did you see a poster for no, a comedy night? No, I just didn't have any mates yet, or the people that I did know. People with kids can be dreadful at going out. <laughs> they can always find a reason not to go out, yeah. right? And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. We are as important as the children. Yeah. And uh, so, I, uh, so I'd so i got on my own to the cinema, to just anything really, just right. go and watch things and yeah. go out for a meal, try new things, because we couldn't both go out, the kids were too young. And then I went to watch the worst night of comedy ever, <laughs> which was Adelaide Comedy's 13th birthday. All right. It was dire, man. You know, exactly what you were saying about the whole night being about in-jokes that none of us got, mm. about getting stoned with the promoter, about, you know, just yeah. I, did, I, I just watched it and I thought it was karaoke. So I was like, I went and asked if I could have a go. Yeah. To which the promoter said, no, it's just, it doesn't work like that, but come back next week. So I just didn't understand any of the rules. So I went back next week, which usually people on their first go don't invite their friends, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. I invited the whole hospital. Craig Egan, it blew his mind because he was like, oh my God, we've, we've, we don't sell out this night. <laughs> <laughs> and I just invited felt, everybody. You must have felt pretty confident then. Yeah, and that I didn't... That it was going to be fine. I still I, I, don't I, think I've ever been as good as I was on that first gig either. Really? I just honestly yeah. l just settled into it. Just yeah. didn't know there were any rules. Didn't know about this rule of three. Didn't know there were things you could and couldn't say. I was a yeah. lot more unapologetic. I was quite brutal. Yeah. I loved every second of it. Did you film it or record it in any way? It's on the internet somewhere. Right. It is. I'll find it for you afterwards. But it, yeah, my first gig. And, and maybe the material wasn't uh, tremendous. I, I was... 
um, it was hospital stories. Yeah, had you written it all down, or was it just nah, you were just just started talking? talking. Yeah. <laughs> and how yeah. long did you do? Uh, about five or seven, just yeah. chatted and uh, even if I said it myself, blew the fucking roof off. Yeah. Do you know. <laughs> And then I was really good for like a year. And then yeah. after that, I started trying to get too quirky. Right. And try, you know, I'd start watching someone that I like. I remember watching Bart Freeburn and loving him. Yeah. And he's quite surreal sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I started trying to be him. And it's just, it just doesn't fit. You just are You're who right. you are, aren't you? Yeah, you, yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's it's very easy in those early years to get, to see other, and to try and yeah. you know, absorb other things and think. Yeah, like, you're like a that, bit of a chameleon. Becky Lucas is my current obsession. Right, yeah, yeah. So she's the one that I watch and I'm like, right, I'll be her now. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to remind myself that we're just not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I totally see where you're coming from. I remember watching. And then I, I you try, try to get to a point where you're like, I better stop watching and just try and yeah. get back to that original. Well, yeah, just remind, what, yeah, you can't be anybody but nah, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Uh, and the, the all, all the staff were pretty impressed, were they, after that? Yeah, and I had, uh, they came to every gig from the beginning. <laughs> I've still got people who've been to every gig that I've done in Adelaide. It's, wow. it's, it's bizarre. That's great. Like, yeah. And uh, the so then, obviously, the word might have got around Adelaide that you were pretty handy and you started getting more gigs. And Well, there are no more gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then, there was. I reckon it was about six weeks in that Mickey D said, um, "The only way you get better is playing as many rooms as you can." He's given me lots of other bits of advice, but mm-hmm. that was one of them. He was like, "And luckily, because I had an actual job, I could fund myself to go." Because yeah. you do lose money for a couple of years. Yeah. Some people lose money forever, but you're definitely mm-hmm. going to lose money for the first couple of years yeah. touring around. And um, so I could do that, and it's a. Um, but yeah, within six weeks, he put me in touch with Carl Chandler, yeah, who very open uh, open yeah. opened his doors to me. Great, um, started doing them. Dreadful, dreadful at comedy. I was but, well, well, um, compared to now, just that first gig went yeah. well. But you know, six weeks in, then when I came here, because I felt like the best person that had ever done comedy at first, yeah. and then I <laughs> came to Melbourne. There's a much bigger talent pool, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah. And I always yeah. find that when I come back to Melbourne, so I'll go around just doing my club gigs on my own. And then when I come to Melbourne Comedy Festival, I'm like, oh, I've still got work to do. Yeah. I remember when I moved here, I'd done a year in Canberra, and I come here with what I thought was a ripper five minutes, and I did it about five times to just silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a yeah. Have I wasted my time here? And um, then after, and then if I get a bit overfaced by Melbourneites, I just think. Ah oh, no, screw it. If they went to America, they'd be overfaced. It's like there's always yeah. someone better. Yeah. You can only be your own best, can't you? Yeah, you, you, you can stay in this so long as you're getting better and still enjoying it and not financially or emotionally ruined. Yeah. That's about, <laughs> that's about the limits that I'll do it to. Yeah. I watched Whiplash the other day. I haven't seen it. Have you not? Good. It's, it's kind of working on the premise of how much pressure should you put on somebody to make a diamond. Right. You know, like Beyonce's dad, you know, yeah. was it worth it? Yeah, it right. was. But there'll be other Beyonce's dads where Beyonce's killed herself. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's that, but with a jazz drummer and yeah. I'm certainly not going to be that dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> people say that, or people that, you know, don't do stand-up or watch stand-up say that it is the, you know, the scariest thing they could possibly do. They, you know, they would rather yeah. skydive than try stand-up comedy. When you did your first gig, did you find it quite uh easy thanks to your you know the years of karaoke around your you know growing up and also being a nurse and some of the things you'd seen yeah you, know, you thought this is quite that, this is it not was hard. the nicest part of my week right yeah yeah that's how i feel and if i still feel like that about yeah. it when i go on i still feel like it's the nicest part of my week mm. and i have a i have a little moment to myself and even even if there's only a few people turned up or a lot of people turned up, but yeah. I just I remind myself that no matter what I'm thinking or feeling, they've had a wash and got a babysitter and picked me out of all yeah. the other shows and chosen to give me an hour. Yeah, I'm like, you know, this is pretty. It's cool. Yeah, pretty special. It's great. Yeah. So um, now I still find it. The only time I hate it is if I'm halfway through something and it's not going well. Right. I'm a chicken, so you need to be a lot braver than me, I think, to get better. To but that comes growing. with time, doesn't it? The, maybe, maybe, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That goes away, I think. I'm still too much of a chicken, so I will get off after 13 if I'm booked for 20, right. if, if I'm hating it. Yeah. Which is not professional. 
Right, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, um, I feel like that changes over time, though. The okay, more, the more maybe. More. maybe. Because, yeah, well, how long have you been doing now? Eight years or seven years? Eight years, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they say it's a 10-year. But 10 years, oh, I always worry that if you carry on when, you, when you're torturing an audience, that that's selfish. Well, it, it probably is if it's just a, a club where other people are on the lineup. But I guess if you're the only act booked for a... I think you've been. I think and, you were MC at one of my worst ones. And they're paying. You just churn it out. Yeah. Which one was that? Where, where were we? Oh, gosh. So <laughs> we were... Uh, that was Comics Lounge. Tommy Little was headlining. Oh, right. It was a while ago. Yeah. I don't remember it. it. There was five... Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was... Could Another been. white boy that looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? There's hardly any white boys in comedy. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, did, did you find uh, that stand-up was a nice escape as well from being a nurse? Like the very much. You, you, if you um, meet a nurse over forty, you just ask them what they do to relax, and there's yeah. some amazing things that yeah. people do. Raise cockatoos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was not what I expected you to say. <laughs> just really weird, you know, like um, make hats. It's right. just everybody seems to, by the time they've hit about 40, they've worked out that they need something that just totally is about them, independent yep. of anyone else. Yes. That is, yeah, yeah. I know this is quite about other people, but it's mostly mm. about me. Yeah. But yeah. The, it's something the, you enjoy a it's, lot. It's yeah. gloriously selfish. And yeah. most nurses will have something beautifully selfish yeah. that they do, that they just like, they'll have a craft room that nobody's allowed in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, it's nice to hear that though, because yeah. they're so caring about everyone else and... The, yeah, you know, the full time you're at your shift is about others and making sure others are fine. How weird is this? So we talk about all kinds of things on night shift, and um, I talk about this fantasy to other people, and they don't get it. But nurses, because I, I was struggling, I, I'm mentally very strong. Mm-hmm. But when things get full on, like it's school holidays, mum's over, I'm trying to write a show and I'm working in the hospital. Yeah, I start, and everybody wants something. I'll start having fantasies about being homeless or in prison. Really? Yeah, just like when nobody wants anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I've chatted to other nurses and they're like, oh, I have that one. Nobody else seems to have it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just the, a... Just the frequent and relentless demands yeah. for something from you. Right. Make that look a good option. Yeah, so no one will... Uh, no, nobody no wants anything. You, yeah, you've got nobody nowhere to be. Nobody needs anything. If anything, you can ask other people for things. Yeah. It's That's quite amazing. Yeah, so, but, but I, I've not bumped into a... A civilian, a gen pop, yeah. that that has said, "Oh yeah, I identify with that." Whereas mm. a, a few nurses have gone, "Yeah, I've had that one." Wow! So that's well, something which one to do would you with choose com- out of those two. The strongest one, and I don't know why, is homeless. Right. Yeah. So the strongest one for me out of them two, and I, I don't know why I think that that would be a good option, mm. and I don't feel it now. But like around Christmas, when everything's full on, going on, yeah, you got the shift work and the show writing and everything, yeah. Uh, that's when it's, I'm like, yeah, I could just get in a car and piss off now. Yeah. And just live off nothing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you enjoy more, getting a laugh or even like an applause break, which is pretty cool when you're doing yeah. stand-up, or saving a life? Oh, you never get to save a life. No? It's never you. No? What, so it's you- always a group of you. You don't ah, know which right. bit you did that saved them. So you've never been in a situation which where helps, no one else is around. Sometimes people die and you don't know which bit it was. That We don't kill people, but you know right. you don't know if it was something you did or you did or yeah. you, you know even to the point of not washing your hands once might have done it somewhere along yeah. the line. We've all probably had a hand in killing someone at some point right. inadvertently over twenty years. I would imagine at some point. Yeah, I'll have. Yeah. <laughs> Not done something actionable, but there will be. That, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. many factors that you're okay. doing. So, so you never. I don't feel yeah. like I ever save anybody. But yeah, I suppose we have like people who've been had to learn to walk and talk and eat and all that again. You get pretty proud of them, right? Yeah, that's more like a marathon than a sprint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, have you worked in rehabilitation places where uh, I've done, emergency and ICU has been my background? Yeah. So that's. That's probably why I'm having to come out of nursing. I'm on my way out now. You have to do it a lot to be match fit, much like comedy. Mm. So I'm quite useless when I go in now. 
Yeah. I know where we keep things and that's about it. But I'm not in a resource. I'm not in a triage. I'm not oh, in a okay. intubation. Yeah. I'm not at an arrest. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very much kind of a worker bee rather than the exciting end of the job. Yeah. And that's the bit I liked. Yeah. Did you, did you ever get, uh, say you get, you have a great gig and that elation. Did you ever feel the similar elation in, in, in nursing or do you think stand up yeah. has just brought you like these whole new highs and things that you've, you, you didn't know. Existed. Yeah, there's, there's, there's different highs in this, mm. without a doubt. Yeah. Different. Do you so, get it where you get almost in a free state or something if you're just having a really good run of shows in a festival? Just like you feel like. Yeah. You, you sort of you finish a great show and then you're like, oh, I could write a film. Yeah. Like, you're like you could <laughs> yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah. But um, then stand up is fantastic at a couple of nights later just going, hang on a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a crowd that won't make a noise. For yeah, then you get yeah. conceited about it. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, definitely more highs and lows. And I have to kind of do a re-entry program when I go home from a festival because this is so, so easy. It does make yeah. me laugh when people say they're tired at festivals because I'm like, oh, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, You don't know what people are actually doing out there, do you, mm. if you think. And I get that some people aren't just doing an area day. We do focus in the afternoon and then we are flyering and then we might have a few spots. Yeah. But we chose it. Yeah. People are having yeah. to do jobs they hate for 12 hours a day. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's too tiring. Or when they get flu after two weeks of a festival, you're like, that isn't... Don't worry. That's some poor stamina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many, too many 4am finishes, I would say. Yeah. You've written an entire show based on being a nurse. This uh, is me third or third, fourth about yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. So, have you found that um, you've just got too much material? You could probably do 20... Shows about being a nurse. I think I could write a film. Yeah, that's in my head. Yeah, I don't know how to do it though. So like, I understand. I'm very good at characters. I've got some characters that I could answer any question about. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know how to write a story. I've tried a couple of times. I don't know what. I don't even know what the job title is that you go to with characters. Or if you need more <laughs> than characters, or yeah. But very much in my head, that feels like that's the next thing that's gonna start falling out onto a plate. Yeah. The next challenge, the next buzz will be. Mm. Mm. trying to work out how I write. It's either a miniseries or a film. But everyone keeps yeah. saying you have to make webisodes first and I don't want to. Nah, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, you can write. They're you awful. Can, yeah, you can write uh, little 10-minute things and try and pitch them to places. And Is that how it happens? Oh, so I think it happens in all different ways. But I think having four festival shows... Uh, I've got belt, enough with all that material here. I've got, I know where start. I'm coming from. I know what I want to say. About, I know a sentiment and I know... The, how I want people to feel and I know the genre and I know the characters but I just don't know how you make that I've done an afters course to try yeah. and work it out but this last show is not uh, this is me breakout track a bit so I'm marketing to the nurses but really when they get there yeah. it's not hospital stories oh, okay. but it is very much the world as we perceive it why we should run the world we can triage things better we can look after people better yeah you know, everyone's telling you not to judge anymore. I'm, I'm, we're all for the judging. You, yeah. That's how you make sense of the world. You judge, but you still have to care for everybody. Mm. You know, yeah. you just don't hate people yeah. if they're different <laughs> to you. You know, there's absolutely everything we have to care for. And we wouldn't... You could have had all your family killed by a drunk driver and a drunk driver comes in and it doesn't even enter your head not to look after him. Mm, right. And that's yeah. how I think everybody should treat each other. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of yeah. be open. yeah. With, with your shows, um, have you found that you're, you're saying this one is a little less uh, about nursing? Are you finding that you're, you're running out of things to say about that and that you you or you just no, want to try and – you could write a, a new show every week. Right, yeah. So It wouldn't be amazing, but you could write a new show every week. Yeah. Um, no, this is more that I suppose I love the show. I love doing comedy, but I love the business side of it as well. And I'm very much trying to build a career. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of, if you've got your target audience, you then try and take them somewhere else so yeah. you can talk more about whatever else you have to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So this was a scary year because it was one where I thought, oh, I'm going to have to work out what I actually think about yeah. things. And yeah, so it's just that, that, trying to get the next buzz out of comedy. Yeah. But very much, yes, now I'm trying to take the nurses with me wherever I go next. Mm. Well, I'm sure if you've made them happy for... Well, they've come again. Years, yeah, they keep coming back. They'll, they'll stick with you. They do. I'll always have nurse on my poster somewhere, but it won't always be about nursing. Right, right. yeah. But I think that's how you market. Mm. Have you ever had patient people that have been a patient of yours at some point Definitely. come to your show? And yeah, say, yeah. They've, people come and see me afterwards. And yeah. Sometimes they fess up it halfway through and 
I try and make it because I believe all people are good. So it's it's kind of it's never mean about patients. I'm probably more mm. mean about nurses than patients. Right. So I'm, and I've been up in front of the board for confidentiality issues when really I would never breach a confidentiality. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, it would never happen. Mm. So um, yeah, it's more stories I've heard or things I wish I'd said. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, you just all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I actually had an because uh, my brother-in-law is a nurse and uh, works like in anesthesiology. Yeah, you uh, struggled uh, saying that, didn't yeah. you, Mumbler? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I actually practiced for an hour to say that before I came yeah, today. Um, he got, He's told me some amazing stories about just different things that he's seen. He has heard of, like some of the stories he's told me are things that he's either heard or seen. Go on, tell me Of um, a gentleman coming in uh, with a, a, a stool leg, the leg of a stool uh, in his uh, ass. <laughs> I knew that's where it was. <laughs> Before you finish the sentence, <laughs> I kind of knew where that went. And that um, he was like, oh, I was on my kitchen bench and I, I, I locked myself out. Crawled through the window on the kitchen bench, fell back onto the stool. The legs gone up there, and then they've taken it out. And that like, mate, how did how did the condom get on the? Why would he put condom on his stool? Can't get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Can't get sexually transmitted. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have? Yeah, oh my God. Uh, and I just yeah, obviously you would see things like that quite a bit. But um, geez, it'd be hard not to. Not to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it. Sometimes it is hard not to talk about it. And yeah. people always tell me stories on the way out. So, yeah, yeah. I do, I've kind of could create a book of things that I've been told <laughs> about getting lost in people. Yeah. I just think, but I, I think a lot of things you could push out yourself. <laughs> do you not think? <laughs> I could definitely shed a potato. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, like, I, I wouldn't put it there in the first place, but I could definitely... I could definitely work that out myself. <laughs> It'd be a horrid hour. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it wouldn't be a hospital admission. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're based in Adelaide now. Yeah, uh, I want to live you've here. You've got your two kids. Oh, you want to move to Melbourne? I'd love the, to. It's not going to happen. No? Because of the Adelaide Oval? You. Because Steve, uh, Steve and the kids are just very happy where they are. Yeah. And we have to travel so much in this job anyway. Yeah. I drag them to Melbourne. And Melbourne is a bit of an entity in itself mm. in terms of, you know, I said like the rougher end of the stick. I don't madly think you have a rough area. I've looked at the ones that people have said are rough, like Frankston, and they're nice. Yeah, they're up. Yeah. 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 Reservoir, people are saying, but I've had a look mm. at them and it doesn't seem dreadful. Yeah, I've I've been here for eight years and I've never really... Yeah, you don't seem to have anything. a bad... Not that I have to live in a bad area, but everything mm. is pretty fancy here. Yeah. And I don't think it's what my boys would like. Right. It's a bit too much. He'd just live in the elephant and wheelbarrow, Steve. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, that would be his, the, the pinnacle of his culture. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, we're going to stay there. Um, you just keep travelling. I'll keep travelling. You kind of even for people like I'm based here, and I still have to travel heaps anyway. So it doesn't really. See, I'd no say two weeks out of every four, I'm on the road. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of them now that yeah, let them stay where they are, where they're happy. Yeah, it's a lovely way of bringing up kids in Adelaide, but yeah. it's um, big country town. Isn't and I've it? very much got a feeling that my youngest Bob will end up in Melbourne. He's quite the artsy. Oh, great. I've told him they're not going to university, and he's already come to me and said that he wants to go to afters. All oh, right. Yeah, eleven. So he's. Because I've never valued university unless you have to go. Right. I don't think it's relevant anymore yeah. to a lot of things. Either of them showed an interest in nursing it? Or? Nah. No. Nah. I'd encourage anyone to do it though. Yeah. It gives you lots. And what about with, with yourself? Do you think you've, you'll just keep doing it here and there when you've got a bit of quiet time to go put the scrubs on? And It's getting harder. Um, I don't know. I don't think it'll be forever. It's mm. very physical. Yeah. You know, so you, you on average you walk about eight kilometres a shift. Right. So, so yeah, uh, and then you're also thinking and moving and lifting and mm. carrying and all of those other things and bending. And yeah. So, yeah, I think I'll think I'll phase it out. But I'll always have something of that side in me. You know, like I might do, um, I don't mind doing respite care for, yeah. you know, just as a, 
just as a human thing rather than a job. Yeah. Rest back, care for yeah. really disabled kids, you know. Yeah. You seem like you, they say with nurses, you've got that, you, you're kind of more about other people and looking after. Do you just think you've got that inside you that, like, just, yeah, you I just said I that, think... like, I don't think many people would just think, oh, I just think I'd like to help. You know, it's just yeah. generally not – you're either you're born with that sort of wanting I to – I think so because my, yeah. my husband couldn't be more himself if he tried. He is, he is unchangeable Yeah, in, right. in how sort of self-assured of what he is and he's just been made redundant about two weeks ago and I wouldn't make him do care work. Right. He's, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Some people yeah. are just not built for it. He's an accountant. He's – you know, that's yeah. where he's – Yeah. You can do a job that isn't your passion, but you can't do caring if you're not a caring person. Yeah. You just end yeah. up hitting them. Yeah, right. Because even when you care, sometimes you want to punch people. Mm. You don't. Yeah. Uh, you know. Or, you see those hidden cameras every now and again. They're getting quite... They do. Well, yeah, yeah that's because... Yeah. I don't, that's That does happen. Do you think if they set a hidden camera I've up, never seen it. I would definitely whistleblow. Do you think if if you had a hidden camera set up on you while you were doing... Respite care would just show you trying new five minutes to the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with a little microphone and a little speaker set up just yeah. in the room, yeah. wheeling that around and trying to make them laugh. Yeah. So, so it's, like, it's, it's, it's just something innate in you. Yeah. And other people have other great innate things. Mm. And yeah. That's great. That's I, I, I I, I'll, hopefully, if I ever, well, not hopefully, but if I have a like fall off stage or yeah. you know, and you're on the if gig, I ever push be, you off stage. yeah, it'd be very handy to have you at a gig because you could, you know, <gasps> I am shocking a, at first aid. Put a band aid on. Oh, okay. Don't worry about that. <laughs> because I don't care about little things. Do you know what ah, I mean? Okay. Like, so, so people come to me and for little first aidy things, and I'm, I just don't care. Right. I'm just like, oh, just because I'd just nurse it at home. Yeah. You know, if your fingernail falls off or yeah. You, just I'll leave my shoes on. I was just about to show you. Yeah, <laughs> don't show me anything. Cut the li- little issues we've got yeah. with toenails at the moment. But, um, we'll forget about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's next for you? you, you got uh, we're, we're in Melbourne as we speak. I'm going to release this Why Melbourne Comedy Festival is still Melbourne on. But fe- your run Melbourne now finish. and then, um, yeah, back on the clubs after this. Yep. And then I get a knee replacement in June. So I'm out of Knee replacement? For, yeah. Right. I've kind of uh, buggered it up. So I get a total knee replacement. So what do they do there? They take... The they drill a hole through the top and the bottom, mm-hmm. take out the middle bit and then put in a plastic knee. As in the kneecap, the lot? The yeah, everything. Wow. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've right. been in so much pain. You might notice I've got a cane behind there. All right. Which I don't use at the festival because I feel like I'm an attention seeker if I use it, <laughs> even though I need it. Right. It just feels really attention seeky. Oh, so I'd rather hobble. Really? Yeah, it just feels... I, I took it out one day people- and I felt like such a wanker. I think if you told people you had a knee re- knee replacement coming up, that they would they would say that's fine to use a cane. I, I feel really stupid though, so I've decided. <laughs> if you threw a top hat on as well, I think you'd start. <laughs> big questions it would feel asked. like a gimmick, yeah, you know, like yeah. how everyone needs their attention in these festivals. Yeah. So I'm like, I'd rather just hobble than <laughs> be see. I'll have it at the airport because it might get me one of them go karts or whatever. Oh, yeah. But uh, not. I've, one day I took it around the festival and I just felt like such a twat. Right. So, yeah, I'll just hobble. I think if, if comedians listen to this podcast, then they know to They'd hate cut you some slack. I would rather they took the piss. Okay. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If, you, if yeah. you're going to have a difference, please take the piss. Yeah. Don't, don't be all like, oh. <laughs> so, yes. Right. Well, that's a, at least you get a new knee. That'll be. I'm so excited. People think it's a big op, but like if you shit 30 times a day, you want a colostomy. This yeah. is, it really hurts. Yeah. So this one this year, then the other one the next year, and then uh, hopefully I've just become more and more disabled over the last couple of years. Yeah. So even at work, I've got unlimited duties and stuff. Can, would, you, would you reckon we might see a comedy festival show like with about. a pun... pun to do with knees? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> I, mean, I feel knees. very comfortable in the festival circuit now, so <laughs> I find them, uh, they're not effortless, but I find yeah. them quite doable now, yeah, festivals. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so like I said, I want to crack out a film. So if anybody right. listens and knows how, knows what the next bit is, contact me on Facebook. Yeah. And then tell me how you, because I'm not from an arts background yeah. at all. I'm quite pragmatic. I'm not arty. And then, um, yeah, that. Well, you just mentioned Facebook. Where can people contact oh, you? I'm such a Facebook person. I have a Twitter that I've used twice. Yeah. 
I have an Insta that I don't know how to use. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so, yeah, most of my email addresses all over things are wrong. Yeah. So Facebook inboxes, I'm, I'm always on Facebook. And have you got a comedy page on Facebook? Yeah, Georgie Carroll comedy probably. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. I'll mention it at the end anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, and Twitter, you don't know your Twitter handle obviously? No, I don't use it. Okay. I don't understand it. It feels mean, Twitter. Oh, right. It feels, it feels like you wouldn't be able to do it unless you did it constantly. Oh, yeah. I think that's, yeah. And that's not something that interests me. No, nah, fair enough. And then the, I'm bad uh, at photographs, so Insta's not so good. <laughs> have you got a most website? Most of my peeps. Are, I have a website that I also never look at. <laughs> <laughs> you are selling If you looked this. at all of those things, you would never get round to writing a show. That's true. If you constantly updated all those things, you wouldn't have a show. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd rather have a show and a Facebook <laughs> and none of the rest. All right. Well, I, what I'll do, we'll wrap it up and then I'll mention – your, your Facebook. My fa- Facebook is where they fo- follow that's me, and that's where I'll one. get them when I'm sh- advertising shows. All right. It's where I'll get you. Will you put up photos of your new knee? On Insta. Yeah. Oh, no, just on Facebook? Probably. All right, well, that's I'm a bit of an incentive excited. to go and check that out. I'm going to be very needy people. You need to constantly send me – get me a catfish. Get me somebody <laughs> that will just constantly tell me nice things after this. <laughs> if you've got a good catfish, boot them my way. I'll need love poems <laughs> so that I could – because, yeah, I'll hate being um, bedridden for a couple of weeks and then sort of learning things again for three months. Yeah. But, yes. And are you going to organise a gig in your bedroom so – some old nurses come around. I've and told all my friends that just I need them on roster. I need yeah. somebody with me the whole time, yeah. <laughs> or else I'll cause all kinds of damage. <laughs> well, that's the end, Georgie Carroll. Thanks oh, very thanks much so for much. taking it easy with me today. And you're Connell. No worries. Take it easy. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Hey, thanks very much for listening. If you'd like to keep an eye on what Georgie's up to, uh, head to her Facebook page, which is Nurse Georgie Carroll. Or if you just type in Georgie Carroll into Facebook, you'll find her. Or just type her into Google, and she's 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 easy to find. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. Uh, if you listened on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. Uh, that would be appreciated. Uh, if you want to send friends that don't have iTunes to listen to the podcast, they can go to the podcast section on my website, which is danielconnell.com.au. Uh, while you're on the website, you can have a look at my upcoming gigs. Got plenty of stand-up shows coming up, uh, so that's under the gig section on that website. Uh, and finally, uh, if you're ever on Facebook, give my comedy page a like. It's Daniel Connell Comedy. See what's coming up in the world of comedy for myself. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy.